Welcome to Becoming with Crystal Madung, a podcast where we prioritize character development and personal improvement. This is achieved by having important conversations that center around the topics of intrapersonal and interpersonal relations, mental health, mindset, and wellness. Thank you for tuning in. We hope to make it worth your while. Hi Becoming family, welcome back to a brand new episode. My name is Crystal, if you are new here and thank you so much for stopping by. How are you guys doing? Are you guys good? Before I discuss the elephant in the room, I just want to check up on you guys. It's not even an elephant, I think it's a mouse because it's not even that big. But let's just, yeah, we'll get onto that. How are you guys doing? I hope that you are doing good. I hope that you're doing phenomenal. Um, I hope that you are at peace and that you are content. I sure am. <laughs> I'm doing exceptionally well. Listen, I have never been this good in my life. Never. Internally, I feel so good. And honestly, guys, it is because of God. Once I decided that I'm going to go all out with my relationship with God and just be devoted and committed to him everything aligned everything fell into place and currently I'm very grateful to God for just who he is and how faithful he is as our father you know so that's that and yeah I just hope that you guys are doing amazing if you are not just remember to take it a day at a time and be kind to yourself because um, oftentimes when we are not feeling good or when things are not going the way that we want them to, we often um, catastrophize. We often think that everything is bad and that things will never fall into place and that all the days are going to drag into each other. But remember that there is always hope for a better tomorrow and don't even face tomorrow today just face today today and focus on what you can do to make yourself feel better today um i posted a reel on the podcast instagram page where i talked about how it's just in the little things um yeah trust the little things the little uh, joys in life it doesn't have to be anything big a cup of coffee a good movie can help you um get back into the groove of things it can lift your spirits up a bit so try to take care of yourself even with the littlest things if that makes sense okay okay now let's discuss the mouse in the room because we have established that it is in fact not an elephant <laughs> the inconsistency with season three listen guys hear me out i don't feel bad about it yeah, I do feel bad about it because I'm like, I want you guys to consistently get something from me. But inherently, like from, not even inherently, from the root of it all, I don't feel bad about it because I understand that part of being a creative is experiencing peaks and dips, highs and lows with your creativity. And I had hit a creative block and that's the reality of it. I didn't know I did not know what to produce, what to talk about, what to give you guys. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. When it comes back, it comes back and I'll come back to you guys. So now evidently it has come back and I'm back. You know? <laughs> um so yeah, if you are a creative 
give yourself grace and understand that part of it is um, experiencing creative dips and that that's that that's that okay so as you can see by the title we are going to be consolidating on the self-sabotage sabotage the self-sabotage <laughs> series um if you haven't listened to part one and two make sure that you go listen to it it's very edifying it's amazing so please do yourself the justice of listening to those two episodes right so um yeah we are going to be consolidating on the series by discussing imposter syndrome which i would like to believe isn't a foreign term that we have heard about it a few times we've seen it here and there but its familiarity does not water down its impact on our lives on our self-image and our confidence on our relationships work ethic everything it really does impact how we proceed with our lives so what we are going to be discussing in detail is what imposter syndrome is what causes it as well as how it shows up in our lives and then lastly we are going to talk about or rather discuss how we can deal with this monster this disease that is imposter syndrome okay okay so i hope that you guys do enjoy today's episode that you find it edifying and that you do not finish this episode without getting any value from my side so without further ado let us get into today's episode all right guys so before we get on to today's episode let me share with you guys the thought to ponder and today's thought to ponder is more so of an affirmation it's very sweet concise and straight to the point it is just three simple words and it says i am capable you are capable that's that you are capable of attaining peace of attaining calm fulfillment and contentment you are capable of attaining new heights and performing at the level that is expected of you you are capable of actualizing your potential you are capable of having a healthy group of people around you um, a healthy group of friends you are capable of attaining health and wellness you are capable of being the person that you are called to be you are capable and sometimes we forget that because there are a lot of stresses and there, there's sometimes a lot of noise and chaos that happens that in turn makes us forget who we are and I'm just here to remind you that, listen, no matter what is happening, you are still you and you are still capable of attaining everything that is aligned to your purpose. All right. All right. <laughs> it was sweet, right? It was sweet and it packs a punch because we need to realize who we are and we need, we need to step into that and say, listen, this is who I truly am at my core. Let not these things on the external distract me from who I truly am. Right? Right. So that was nice. That was cute. <laughs> Let's get on to today's episode. Imposter syndrome. What is it? What is it? Right? So imposter syndrome defined is the condition 
of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high-performing in external, objective ways. And I found that on betterup.com. This is such an amazing definition because I think it fully uh, encapsulates what imposter syndrome truly is and that it is not objective at all. There is nothing about imposter syndrome that is true, factual, and objective. Nothing. And despite its effects appearing somewhat uh, conclusive and absolute, it's still not objective. There's nothing um, absolute about it. The effects, yes, the impacts are, are evident. You can see them, but it's not objective. It's not founded on truth. Um, okay, all right. I just want to build this up so that it makes sense and that I don't stumble over my words and repeat myself because <laughs> I tend to talk a lot. I tend to talk a lot, so I am trying to minimize um, unnecessary words, okay? Yes. So, yeah, imposter syndrome isn't objective at all. And when we go back to the definition, it says, on the first half, right, it says, the condition of feeling anxious. Imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally. Not experiencing success where? In Internally. Imposter syndrome is fully founded on the internal, your internal environment, your mind, your, your, your thoughts, what you think about yourself, how you see yourself, how you process the world, your perspective, um, all those things, you know, what everything that makes up the internal, yes, that's where imposter syndrome is founded. That is where it finds its its place, where it puts its claws in the internal. It's seldom about the external. It is rarely about your evident achievement and objective progress. It is not concerned by the actual fact that you are doing good. It feeds it feeds on the internal lies that you tell yourself. It it feeds on the, 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 the limiting beliefs that you have, you know. Imposter syndrome is more so about feeling. There's nothing objective about feelings. They are very subjective because they are not based on fact. They are based on perspective and perspective isn't objective, <laughs> right? So it's based off of what you think. It's based off of how you see things and how you see things is influenced by a myriad of things that you've gone through in your life. I mean, we can, yeah, we can both experience the same situation, but we are not going to experience it the same way. So it isn't then about the internal. It isn't then about what we are experiencing, but rather it is about how we are experiencing it in the internal and that's what imposter syndrome is about it's not about what's truly happening outside it's what it's it's about how i choose to experience what is happening outside and what influences how we choose to experience what's happening outside on the external is our minds 
our perspectives, our beliefs, our values, and a lot of other things that we are going to um, talk about shortly. So the syndrome, that of imposter syndrome, <laughs> what am I saying? Imposter syndrome, yes, is more so about feeling a sense of inadequacy and lack of worth or a sense of I don't deserve this from the internal and it is rooted around the idea that I do not deserve this success despite the existence of concrete evidence proving otherwise. There can be a million reasons, a million um, proofs to show you that actually you're doing so good. You are good at what you do you are better than half of us here and we are learning from you. You add value to us. There can be a million things proving that, but because of our thoughts, because of our, of our minds and, our, and how we choose to see things, those proofs, those, um, th- that evidence will not hold up any way because we are oblivious to it. We are blinded by these many thoughts that we have in our heads that we are not good enough, that we don't deserve this, that we are a fraud, that I didn't work hard enough for this, that they'll eventually find out that I'm not qualified for this. That is imposter syndrome. So that's what it is defined. Um, with that said, right, with that said, it does qualify as a form of sabotage but we will explore that shortly. Now let's discuss what causes imposter syndrome. All right, like like anything else in life, there is always a root. There's always a root cause to something. And it's so hard to trace um, that cause alone. That's why I advocate for um, psychological help. We need therapists, we need psychologists just to help us trace back you know and find the reasons for why we act the way that we act and the root to why we think the way that we think about ourselves and it can be very tricky it's going to need a lot of work but the same is true with imposter syndrome there are a myriad of causes to imposter syndrome and there are a lot of things that influence your pattern of thinking but we are just going to explore three possible reasons, three possible causes that can be attributed to or credited to your imposter syndrome. The first one, which literally impacts not only imposter syndrome, but everything else in your life and the trajectory of your life as a whole. And that is how you were raised as a child. Listen, guys, as I said, with like without a shadow of doubt our upbringing plays a huge role um on who we are especially our psyche you know um how you think how you interact with people it is accredited to how you were raised you know you could have grown up in a very overprotective setup or a setup where your guardians valued achievements and were very critical when you did not perform well. You could have grown up in a setting where there wasn't much feedback when it came to your efficacy and you spent your whole childhood unsure of where you stood. Such things fuel our imposter syndrome. So try and navigate that from a lens of, okay, 
the reason why I feel like an imposter is not because I truly am an imposter. There are a lot of things that are influencing my line of thinking, my pattern of thinking. But what are those things? What are those things? Um, that's why it's important that you just... Oh, oh guys, developing yourself and growing personally and internally is such, um, is such an important thing to do in your life. Because... Life isn't only about you. Life is interconnected to other people. Your life, your existence is interconnected to other people. So how you are and your traumas and your hurts and your blind spots will most definitely affect the next person. It will. So before you can... I'm not even saying that do not engage with other people. Don't build relationships because you are hurt. No. Engage knowing that you have traumas engage knowing that you are hurt so that whenever you are in relation with other people you operate from a level of cognizance from a level of i am aware that i'm not okay i'm aware that i have blind spots so i must be willing to to to, to be recept receptive to the next person because we don't experience ourselves right the, the next person experiences us so we must be able to take in what they say take in their feedback so that we can fully grow as individuals and then what people say the feedback that you get from other people you then come back to yourself in your alone time and then you just journal and reflect and find out that okay um these were the thoughts that i've been having within self and so and so said this about this and I think this alludes to the thought patterns, to my thought patterns. But what causes this? Be able to use each and every little feedback that you get from yourself, from others to better yourself. Because we, we are not islands. We live in relation to other people. So make it a point to invest in bettering yourself, not only for yourself, but for the next person as well. That was a big tangent. <laughs> that was a big tangent, but it needed to come out. All right. So the first cause, um, possible cause for your imposter syndrome could be how you were raised. And the second one is new opportunities. Right. Stepping into a higher level and newer level or position, it can be a bit scary. And it gives imposter syndrome the opportunity to say, hey, girl. Hey, sir, I'm here. <laughs> Listen, this is beyond you. You're not capable. Your skills are not enough. You're not qualified to do that. You know, it gives it room to say, hey, ma'am, because it is a new territory, a territory that you don't know, that you've never been before, and a territory that requires more from you. And then these thoughts then start saying that I don't have more. Um, this position is requiring something from me that I can't give, that I'm not capable of giving. Right, so new opportunities give imposter syndrome the opportunity to just say, Hey, I'm here, I'm just letting you know. So, stepping into a new role, um, it should not make you think that you are not, you're not enough, you're not qualified, but it should be evidence to you that you are doing well, it should be evidence to you that your skills are needed and that you are a person of value. It shouldn't inspire 
the opposite it shouldn't inspire thoughts of i can't do this i'm a fraud they don't know that he they hired someone who's not qualified no um use the external because let's let's trace back let's trace back to the definition it says um let me go up a bit Yes, it says that imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways, right? So whenever you feel um, imposter syndrome coming up, trust me, there are going to be objective um, proofs to show you that, listen, you are in fact qualified for that you are in fact qualified for that so the fact that you were given this opportunity to step up that's objective evidence that you are you are where you're supposed to be you are not a fraud you are not um less deserving of that you are in fact deserving of where you should be so use the external to fuel um your confidence to fuel the affirmation that listen you belong and you are qualified okay okay and then the last possible cause can be your personality right um your personality and temperament can make you prone to imposter syndrome if you're one person who struggles with perfectionism and low self-efficacy low self-confidence you might be um, exposed to imposter syndrome from time to time because um, such temperaments can influence or are influenced by certain thoughts that, oh, I am not good enough unless I do everything perfect. I am, I can't stand up in a crowd because of this, this and that. You know, these little thoughts that are in our head, these limiting beliefs make room for imposter syndrome. So the three possible causes of imposter syndrome are how you were raised as a child, um, new opportunities arising, as well as personality. Okay, so now I want us to discuss and talk about imposter syndrome as a form of self-sabotage right because it is (laughs) it is self-sabotage or rather it can lead i think let's put it like that imposter syndrome can fuel self-sabotage it can lead to self-sabotage and i have an episode where i was talking about limiting beliefs it's titled house on fire limiting beliefs i think make sure that you go listen to that episode it is Oh, how are the things that I say? Like when I look back <laughs> at my episodes, I'm like, girl, really? Re- Does this come from you? All this? All of this? All of this? Three whole seasons? No. No. Praise the Lord. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's come back. Let's come back. Um, yeah, that episode on limiting beliefs is very profound. Please make sure that you go listen to it just to further understand how our thoughts influence our lives because it is more common than not for our perceptions of self to influence how we show up in the world. And half of our thoughts are very limiting, very negative. So that episode will help you realize 
these limiting beliefs, how they form, where they form, and the, the huge impacts that they have on our lives and just how they show up in our lives and materialize, okay? So yeah, please go listen to that. All right, so imposter syndrome then, as we have discussed, is rooted in the internal, okay? Agree? Agree. It infiltrates your perception and it leaves you not only thinking, but believing that you are those thoughts, that you are inadequate, that you are incompetent, undeserving, and a fraud, that you don't belong, you know? So those thoughts then shape your reality. It shapes how you show up. It shapes how you feel when you're in a room. It shapes your confidence. It shapes your self perception your self-image it shapes how you even interact with people because the thing of they can see through me and you end up living not as who you are but rather a shell of who you are and these oh guys please go listen to the limiting beliefs episode because i don't want to touch too much into it because it's not this episode is not going to end but the more these thoughts sit the more they materialize in your life and the materialization of these thoughts is how self-sabotaging behaviors then set in. Because the more you think about it, the more you think about it, the more you believe them, the more, the more they shape you, the more they shape your actions. And those actions are, in fact, going to be self-sabotaging. And we are going to explore how. Right. So despite the reality that you are, in fact, skilled and good at what you do, you end up making decisions that sabotage your success due to, oh my goodness, I feel this so close to my chest. <laughs> you, 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 uh, you end up making decisions, yes, that sabotage your success due to the beliefs you have of yourself. And the sad part is they are not true. They are not founded on fact. They are not true. They aren't. Oh. And um, I have I had put up a poll on Instagram, my personal Instagram, asking people their experiences on self-sabotage, their thoughts on um no imposter syndrome, I'm sorry, yeah. Their thoughts on imposter syndrome. And one friend of mine responded and saying um responded saying <laughs> that she was okay so she had this dream company that she wanted to work for and then they had called her in for an interview and she talked herself out of it mm. and you know what then happens you start beating yourself up for it that but why couldn't you just go why you should have just went but girl you were given the opportunity and you talked yourself out of it you're like no i'm not i'm not um, I'm not qualified for this. So what if when I get there, I just mess up? What if they realize that they chose the wrong person, you know? And then she said that she was happy when they called her back. The company called her back. So the fact that she was even called for an interview to begin with is evident that she is skilled and good at what she does. But because fear sits in, beliefs of inadequacy set in we end up closing doors for ourselves in the guise of protecting ourselves from rejection because remember on the first part of self-sabotage yeah if not the second part we explained how self-sabotage is just 
the mind trying to protect us from a threat, from rejection, from hurt. So that's what happens. But in turn, you are actually hurting yourself by sabotaging yourself. And she was so lucky that they called her back. Not even lucky. They called her back because she had the skills. It's just that she didn't believe that she had those skills. You know? So that's how self-sabotaging imposter syndrome is. It makes us act um, from a place of the limiting beliefs that we have. We act from a place of limit, from a place of doubt, of fear, due to imposter syndrome. Okay, I hope I'm making sense so far. <laughs> and I feel like that today's episode is structured, right? I think it's structured. Mm. I think so. <laughs> okay. Now I want us to talk then about how imposter syndrome shows up in our lives, right? Um, the example that I made of my friend who rejected, um, not rejected, who talked herself out of the, the interview is also how imposter syndrome shows up in our lives. But I want to expand on that, right? So as we have already um, uncovered that Imposter syndrome entirely dictates how we behave. And um, another response that I got from that little sticker that I put, that I put on my Instagram said um, that part of it is that we put other people on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. We put other people on a pedestal. We give them way more credit than we give ourselves. And the thing is, you are yourself. <laughs> So you ought to be the most important person in your life. You need to be your number one cheerleader. You need to love yourself more than you can ever love anyone. You need to just gas yourself up all the time because you are number one. You come first. You live with yourself. You are yourself. So then how come are we able to believe that person B actually deserves their promotion or that um, person C really works hard on their craft and that they deserve the results? Yet when it comes to us... We fail to extend the same courtesy that we give others. I don't understand. Like there's such a disconnect and that's just how we are. And one something that we should work towards unlearning. That the same grace that we extend to others, the same compassion, love and credit that we extend to others. Let us, let us just have a dip of it, you know. Let's also do that for ourselves. Let's extend it to ourselves as well. And again, I want to reiterate <laughs> that imposter syndrome is entirely subjective. It isn't based on fact. And in order to, um, I don't want to say eradicate it, but in order to quote unquote defeat it for a lack of a better word, try to look for concrete objective ev evidence to disqualify it. Because listen, trust me. Trust me, you will find, you will find the evidence. You will because the external is filled with so much evidence and proof that you are deserving and you are worthy and you are not a fraud and you are very much capable. Because the fact that you are, it, the, okay guys, let's, let's put it like this. The fact that you are experiencing imposter syndrome shows that you belong there because you wouldn't be there if you didn't deserve to be there, you know? Mm-hmm.
let's 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 do that and it's not being delusional <laughs> honestly and truly it isn't it isn't um because you would not be given an opportunity if you didn't deserve it that's what i truly believe so whenever imposter syndrome <laughs> whenever imposter syndrome um shows up try to look for evidence within the external or on the external to disqualify it and be like actually the fact that um i was invited to be in this space to begin with it proves that i belong here the fact that i was able to employ the, these number of people it shows that i'm good at what i do i'm skilled the fact that i was offered this job it shows that i am capable you know try to look for evidence because trust me you will find the evidence so um another thing that you can do is ask those closest to you because they have a better perspective because they are on the outside ask them what do you think about this situation and best believe nine times out of ten you will see that you are in fact not a fraud and you are in fact not an imposter okay okay and usually when imposter syndrome rears up it's ugly head <laughs> it is usually when it's time to elevate to a new level and progress further and when this happens your competency your capabilities are higher than your belief in self right your capabilities match the pro the progress that you are making your capabilities match this new level that you are elevating to but your self-confidence and your belief in yourself and your abilities doesn't match that and that disconnect is what causes the imposter syndrome so imposter syndrome occurs due to a disconnect between your competency and your confidence so it is not an issue of i am incapable it's not an issue of i'm not skilled it's not an issue of i'm a fraud and i don't belong here but rather it's an issue of i don't believe that i am competent enough for this new level for this new elevation in my life so that's why i had said that whenever imposter syndrome um comes up know that you are in fact where you should be it's just that your confidence hasn't caught up yet okay yes so here i have five um ways in which imposter syndrome can feel like i'm not sure what that sentence guys listen sometimes grammar can be a bit tricky but it is what it is so the first one is imposter syndrome can feel like your skills are not good enough you will feel like I don't understand how I was hired here. I don't understand why I want to start this business because my skills truly are not enough. And um, how then am I going to charge people for something that I'm not good at? Sir, ma'am, you are capable. You are skilled. Let your work speak for itself. Let the evidence speak for itself. Because, again, you will not be given an opportunity if you were not deserving of it. So the first feeling or the first thought is your skills, my skills are not good, good enough. And listen, I just want to disqualify that. Your skills are, in fact, good enough. I'm not lying to you. Look for evidence. Look for concrete evidence, objective evidence, and you will find the proof. You will find the affirmation the corroboration that listen you are in fact skilled 
The second one, it can feel like doubt within self. Yes, you will start doubting yourself. That I'm... Uh, it is not making sure here. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. I am way in over my head. There is no way that I actually belong here. You start doubting your skills. You start doubting your competency. You start doubting your place within the setting that I don't belong here. But you do. The fact that you were given the opportunity proves it's, it's, it's enough proof that you belong and that you are deserving and that you are capable and competent. And then sometimes we might even overachieve. Yep. Yes, we may overdo things to compensate for this inadequacy that we feel inside. And another way that imposter syndrome can show up is by fearing that you won't live up to expectation. That I am starting this business, yes, but will it perform how I want it to perform, how I expect it to perform? You know, will the people receive it at a level at which I had intended for them to? Will I meet the expectations? Yes. And the answer is yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You will. You will. Just continue like applying yourself. Don't be so locked up in your head. Be prompt with everything that you do and try by all means to just disqualify this uh, feeling of inadequacy and, you know, limit that you put within yourself because, or towards yourself rather, because you are very capable hence why the thought to ponder for today's episode is you are capable because you are you are you are and then the last way that imposter syndrome can show up is by attributing your success to other factors <laughs> where you're like oh no it was by luck or hi you know it's because so and so helped me if it wasn't because of them if it wasn't for them rather i wouldn't have made so much uh success or i know it's because shame valley hey you know <laughs> like there are a lot of things that you attribute your success to but you don't give the credit to yourself you know so that's why i was like we tend to extend so much credit to other people but we fail to do that for ourselves. So stop attributing success to other external factors. Own, own up to that. Say, yes, I did that. Yes, I did that with my own hands. <laughs> you know, even if you received help, still, that help wouldn't have just done it alone. You needed to be there. You needed to um, cooperate with that help to make it what, to make that which you made to attain that success, you know? So you are also part of the equation. So own up to that and be proud of that. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So now I want us to talk about five different ways that imposter syndrome can show up as. Um, we have the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. um, we have the super person, superman, superwoman. We have the natural genius, the soloist, and the expert. 
I forgot to write down the website that I found this on, but sir, ma'am, it was on Google. Okay, okay. So the first one is the perfectionist, right? This type of imposter syndrome involves believing that unless you were absolutely perfect, you could have done better. Um, <laughs> uh, you feel like an imposter because your perfectionistic traits make you believe that you're not as good as others might think you are. It's a thing of um, you attained incredible success and people are raving about it and they think you did phenomenally well and you actually did do phenomenally well. But it's a thing of you can't even enjoy it because you think you could have done better. No, you couldn't have. You did what you did. And that was good enough. Okay, perfectionist. Okay, Crystal. Yes, I receive that. I receive that. And then the second type of imposter syndrome is the super person. And this type of imposter syndrome involves believing that you must be the hardest worker or reach the highest levels of achievement possible. And if you don't, you are a fraud. It's similar to the perfectionist, the perfectionist, right? It's a thing of, if I don't do this to the best, best of my abilities and supersede everyone else, then I truly don't belong here. Then I truly am a fraud. And that, to be honest, that's very unfair on yourself because as a person as a person yes you must be very diligent you must be very intentional and produce um, quality results and work to the best of your ability and after you've done that accept that you have done all that you could when the result is finished don't then say that i could have done better or i didn't put my all to it um i'm i i i don't i don't deserve the applause you do you do you really do because you put your all and you did your best and that's what matters right yes and then the third one is the natural genius in this imposter syndrome type <laughs> you feel like a fraud simply because you don't believe that you are naturally intelligent or competent and if you don't get something right the first time around or it takes you longer to master a skill, you feel like an, um, an like an imposter. So with this kind of or this type of imposter syndrome, you just expect yourself to catch up on things on the first go. If you don't do th things right the first time around, then you think that, you know what, I'm not cut out for this. Let me just leave it. Let me just throw in the towel and find something else to do because it's clearly I don't measure up. And that's unrealistic because as people, we grow, we start somewhere. At first, you will fumble. At first, you will embarrass yourself. <laughs> and that's part of the learning curve. It's part of the learning process. That's how it is. So you can't expect yourself to be perfect. You can't expect yourself to get everything right from the get-go. We learn as people. So allow yourself the room to learn. Allow yourself to not understand. Allow yourself to be completely um, unknowledgeable. Allow yourself to be a learner so that you can continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and advance. 
Because if you expect yourself to be perfect and a genius from the get-go, then you're not leaving any room for progress, any room to learn more and expand more. Okay, so don't don't do yourself like that. Don't 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 allow yourself to be a beginner. Allow yourself to learn. Allow yourself to make mistakes because you are just starting out. Okay, all right. Then the fourth one is the soloist. Um, <laughs> it's also possible. I'm laughing because hey, hey man, guys, there's a lot in life that we go through. And then there are things like imposter syndrome that we need to power through. You know, it's like, when does it end? Honestly, it doesn't end. We just need to learn to become better people and be able to just face the things that we go through head on and be able to debunk these myths and these lies that we believe about ourselves, you know, and that on its own is a journey and a half. And hence why I started this podcast. Okay, this is for you and for me in order for us to elevate and grow and develop and be better people. Right? Yes. Okay, the soloist. Yeah, it's also um, possible to feel like an imposter if you had to ask for help to reach a certain level or status. Since you couldn't get there on your own, you question your competence or abilities. Right? So it's it's, it's the same thing um, as people applauding you and you can't receive that because you, you think that, but I didn't do it on my own. So these aren't... My, this isn't the fruit of my labor. Um, the success is attributed to the help that I received. That's not true. As I said, the help couldn't have produced that full, um, the, the full results. You had a heavy hand, um, in the progression, in the, in the, in the manifestation of the outcome result, right? So do not, don't disqualify yourself like that. Don't discredit yourself like that. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. In fact, it's such a courageous and beautiful trait to have, to be a person who's able to receive help, you know? Yes. And then the last one is the expert. The expert feels like an imposter because they don't know everything, Right, They do not know everything there is to know about a particular subject or topic or they haven't mastered every step in a process because there's more for them to learn. They don't feel as if they've reached the rank of expert. And for me, this is a big thing for me, but it doesn't come to me. I nearly said it isn't self-sabotaging or it's not really imposter syndrome for me but now I'm thinking of this one situation and I'm like girl actually no it is imposter syndrome because there is this um I want to start something within the creative space it's going to be a business yeah it's going to be in a business it's going it's going to be a business model but with a creative flair to it and I've been working on my skills I've been polishing them and I've done a lot of um, passion projects with it just to see how far I am. And then I always feel like, no, man, there's so much more to learn. I can't launch. I cannot launch this business because I feel like then I am going to be scamming people of their money because 
I'm not that good. And then I did something for my sister and she was like, wow, girl, I would pay you good money for this because there is no way that I would have come up with this myself. So that's the value that I'll be adding, that there are certain creative perspectives, certain creative directions that my potential client um, won't be able to come to on their own, that I will help them get there, you know? That is the value that I bring to them. And then this type of imposter syndrome, the expert, prevents me from actually venturing out and starting this business because I am scared. I feel like there's still more to learn because at this current moment, I don't know everything yet. So it means then I'm not good enough. Um, then I'll be a fraud. I'll be scamming people, <laughs> right? So the expert kind of imposter syndrome has or rather is founded around the idea that if you do not know everything, then you are a fraud. If you do not know everything, if you're not an expert, then you cannot um, provide value. Then you cannot be in certain spaces. You can't elevate. So before you can elevate, you need to be an expert and you need to know everything. And that, my friend, is unrealistic. It's the same as expecting yourself to get everything right from the get-go. Right, so that's what I'm trying to 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 work through. Um, with perfectionism, I have recovered. I still am re- recovering, but I've made eighty percent recovery, and that's amazing because it had me. It had me on a chokehold, and I think I'll record a YouTube video on perfectionism. Because, girl, you need to see my face. Sir, you need to see my face when I talk about it so that you can see <laughs> how how debilitating perfectionism is. But, yeah, that's why I cannot... That's why I'm not speaking on the perfectionist kind of imposter syndrome because I resonate more with the expert one. So those are the five different ways that imposter syndrome can show up as, Right? So now, how do we deal with imposter syndrome? This is where we are going to be landing today's episode. And um, there are a lot of resources. You can go to Google and just search how to deal with imposter syndrome. Because I didn't want to go search and give you something that you could have, you know, searched for yourself. And I'm like, just draw from your spirit. Just draw from your inherent wisdom. And just tell them that. Honestly, I think that the best way to deal with imposter syndrome, first, number one, is therapy. Yes. <laughs> um, another one is to do the internal work. Therapy also is doing the internal work. But with this one, you're doing it yourself. Right? Do, in, do the internal work. Um, invest your time and energy into learning yourself and learning your traits, your thought patterns, where they stem from, and just try to understand um, who you are. Be self-aware, yes. Dealing with imposter syndrome is all about being self-aware and being aware of your thoughts, where they stem from, why, how you react with certain situations, you know? So be very aware of how you react and how you think, and then come down, sit down with yourself, with your journal, and just journal um, what you think is the cause of these things, what you think is the best way to tackle this. And listen, it is an ongoing 
journey with that you are going it's not going to happen overnight change is not going to come tomorrow morning but it will definitely compound over time and another thing is that you can learn to assess your feelings and the situation right or your feelings versus the situation that does it make sense for me to feel this way about this situation does it truly make sense um is the external environment contradicting or is it corroborating what i'm feeling right learn to assess your feelings in relation to the situation and another one is that you need to learn the difference between facts and your feelings don't invalidate your feelings don't do that um accept accept <laughs> and allow them to be there because they will they will fleet that's how feelings are but then try to as you're experiencing those feelings be aware of what truly is you know yeah i think i think that's what i can give you from my end from my side with dealing with anxiety anxiety girl with dealing with imposter syndrome so um there are many more ways and mechanisms that you can get from google so please do that um don't shy away from research yeah i think i just want to extend that to you guys that don't shy away from research read edify yourself do tons and tons of research i research guys if i were to show you guys my google history my search history you would think i'm dumb <laughs> listen i search the smallest of things um and there's this uh notion that you shouldn't google your symptoms because <laughs> you'll end up thinking that you're dying guys i cannot relate whenever i search something listen my research skills are top-notch whenever i search something like symptoms i always find exactly what is wrong with me i will never wind up on oh i think i have cancer and i'm dying never I can't relate to that because I'm so used to Google. Google is my best friend and okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we are done with today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it and that you found it um, valuable and informative. And I hope that it continues to grow you as a person, that it continues to edify you and just change your life and make you a better person. Um, and I just pray that you are receptive of everything that you learn, not only from this podcast, but from other valuable sources within your circle or within your vicinity. And yeah, that is it from me today. I am back. <laughs> you are going to get a new episode the week after next week, because as I said, we are posting bi-weekly. Um, stay tuned on our socials. And um, yeah, that is it from me to you and i hope that you guys have an amazing amazing week and yeah i'll see you guys next time goodbye editors note please don't forget to subscribe and follow us don't forget to also rate us and give us a review on spotify and apple Podcasts. thank you so much once again for listening and tuning in till next time goodbye